durable tack that's perfect for work or play, ProTac from Weaver Leather is an exceptional choice. ProTac is handcrafted in the USA using the finest Herman Oak premium russet harness leather and durable non-rust hardware. The leather is dipped in oil, dressed with saddle butter, and hand rubbed for an exceptional feel. The end result is hardworking, weather-resistant tack that looks and feels as great as it performs. ProTac delivers a long-lasting performance that you can count on, and your satisfaction is always guaranteed. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Ride. This is Nicole, I'm here with my co-host Jillian Sinclair, and today we have Brad Barkmeyer on the podcast, and I don't think this man needs an introduction because we talk about him almost every other week, and he is on our website, and in our print, and everything in between, but... Brad has been on the podcast before, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode to learn a little bit more about Brad and, and his journey into horse training and the cow horse events, uh, I definitely recommend listening to that episode before listening to this one, because today we're going to talk a little bit more about Brad's journey to the Run for a Million. So somewhat new to the Run for a Million is a cow horse uh, event. Last year it was an invitational but this year, riders had to qualify, and Brad was one of the, is it 16, Brad, riders that qualified? Yes, that's right, 16. They took, uh, from our Stallion Stakes show in March, they took the top eight out of the open bridle there. And then uh, the Derby in Scottsdale in June, they took another eight out of that group. And uh, I ended up second at Scottsdale, and uh, so qualified, and uh, we're ready to roll. Yeah, so thanks for coming on and talking with us. I know, like like we've said, is you are familiar with the podcast. You've been on the podcast, but I think this is going to be a really cool uh, way for people to kind of get excited for the event. I know I'm excited. I'm going to be in Vegas for fun, but I'm so excited to cheer for you and, and see the event. And um, yeah, we just want to kind of get to know more about the journey what it took to get qualified, how you picked your horse, all those kind of things. So I guess let's start from the beginning. When did you decide, like, this is an event I want to qualify for? And, and you ended up showing the horse in the qualifier that you plan on showing at the event. How did you pick that horse? So when they first started talking about adding cow horse event to the run for a million format, uh, we all were excited about it. You know, it's one of those game changers for our industry you know, and that's been a big hit with the Rainers, obviously. And I think they're going to try to include the cutting one of these days as well. Um, but yeah, so last year we all felt a little bit, if you weren't in the top 15 uh, and didn't get invited, we all were on the outside looking in going, Hey man, I want a chance to do that. And uh, so when they opened it up to qualification this year, uh, that, that put a lot of excitement throughout the, the industry. So people, started bringing horses out of the woodwork to try to get qualified. It was a fairly simple decision for me. Um, the horse that I made the finals on at the world's greatest in February, uh, you know, I felt like he was really solid and, and ready to go for an event like that. Uh, I also had a horse named Moonstruck one time, and he's the one that I had shown at the world's greatest the previous year. So I kind of had those two um, in addition to packing little Pepto. And those were my three bridle horses that uh, I thought I, I, I needed to at least uh, go to the qualifiers with more than one, you know, because anything can happen on any given day, especially in the cow horse. So those were the three we went with. I ended up qualifying on CR Tough Taffy. That's the horse I'm going to show at the Run for a Million. 
And for all of our listeners that happen to watch the NRCHA Instagram takeover, we're very sad that Juan Julio will not be coming. (laughs) (laughs) We might have to bring him along just as an emotional support animal. (laughs) He's already got a lot of fans and he's brand new to us. (laughs) Yeah, we might have to dive into Juan Julio one of these days. Um, We can do that. Yeah, that's a... That's, oh, a, that's a mule that uh, the ranch manager where we train, uh, he ended up buying him and he's out of actually a Pepco Boonsmall mare. So he's got some cow and he's, he's uh, pretty handy broke, you know, so he's kind of fun to ride around. And anyway, he's kind of, I think he's working his way into becoming our new mascot. I, love I think it. that should be the next horse and rider on demand shoot. <laughs> ranch into mules. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about CR Tough Tappy. Uh, do you want to kind of tell us a little bit about him, what his personality is like, what kind of, you know, what made you decide, like, this is the horse? I would imagine he's pretty gritty if he can handle something like the world's greatest where you're having to compete in so many different events and sure. in such a short amount of time. Yeah. So we call him tough at the barn and uh, that kind of described him, you know, he physically, he's a tough animal. He's uh I would say a little on the larger side as as cow horses go, you know, he's a, a, a bigger body, bigger footed kind of horse. So I, I think that really adds to his um, advantage, you know, for the, for the triathlete, if you will, um, for the cow horse. So that part works well. He's a laid back individual. He's, he's easy to train. So I don't have to work him really hard to keep him, tuned up you know he wants to be good he knows his job so it's not like we're pounding day after day trying to get ready for an event it's mainly i got to keep him in good condition i got to keep him in shape make sure that his endurance is is where it needs to be and that he's sound and ready to go um as far as the technical training part of it you know always we're working towards perfection so we're working on little things here and there but for the most part I can rely on him when the chips are down and, and we're having to go full speed. I know he's going to be there with me. So what made you choose him over your other two horses that you could have taken? Well, mainly it was the qualification. You know, that's why I, I didn't want to have to make that decision as far as which one I think is better. They're, they're all three great horses in their own right. Um, but I felt like, he qualified. So that's the one that I should take. And, you know, he's been consistently my high score horse in all three events, um, or right there at the top. So just that consistency that, that makes eases your mind a lot knowing you've got the confidence in the rain work as well as going down the fence and being able to trust him. And, and Tufts owners, this is actually their first cow horse. Uh, how did they get into the cow horse and how did they get, connected with you to kind of even have this happen yeah it's uh it's just one of those you know it's not what you know it's who you know right and they uh, actually are friends of mindy my wife mindy's uh dad and stepmom so they got acquainted in santa fe um during some real estate transactions and got to talking about learning how to ride and do some stuff like that. So we, we got to helping them shop for some trail riding horses so that they could go ride in the mountains with Mindy's dad. And uh, once they came to the barn and saw what we did, 
um, kind of got introduced to the sport, they were immediately intrigued by the event. And uh, we started out with a, a two-year-old I had that I wanted to take to the fraternity that's uh, coming up this fall. And so that was actually their first purchase. And then uh, the availability came up for Tough. Um, John Taylor, our ranch manager, owned him at the time. And he kind of put the stipulation on that if I was to ever sell him, he wanted it to be to one of my customers so that he would stay in the barn. You know, we all really like that horse. And, and so he, he put that stipulation on it. I offered it to them um, knowing that, you know, for their first experience, I wanted them to have a positive experience. So that was one way you can kind of, you know, reduce the variables. If you've got a horse that's approaching bridal age that you kind of have a proven history with, and it kind of gave them a something they can go watch immediately. They didn't have to wait a year and a half to watch this fraternity horse get trained. They could immediately start watching me show this one that was already ready. So um, I don't remember the question, but I think we're getting close to the answer. I, oh. I think you probably answered it. How, yeah. you know, I mean, what, how about, what are, what are the odds of your first horse, you know, being I'm in a new event? You. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, you know, when we made the world's greatest finals, I'm like, oh, these owners are spoiled. You know, they're not, they're not, they're, they're not going to think there's ever going to be a bad day in the cow horse because every time he goes in the show pen, he does good. So I tell you what, though, I was thinking about it today. It's just, um, I think it takes a little bit of the pressure off me. Uh, you know, I've had some customers that have been with me 10 years that haven't, you know, had a horse do this well. And you get a, a customer that's brand new to it their expectations aren't as high. Um, you, you haven't been down that road of failure and defeat and horses that, you know, didn't make it or were lame or whatever. And uh, so it's, it's a little bit like for those older customers, I don't want to say that I try harder, but you have that emotional attachment and that desire just like, man, these people deserve a win. Right. Um, where with these, these customers, it's like, uh, Let's just go and see what happens because there's not a lot of expectations there. So that's been kind of nice. I'm sure they're just so happy to even like know that their horse can be a part of such a historical event. I mean, this is definitely historical that we're having reigning in cow horse, one of the biggest payouts and events and, you know, one place. It's rare that we get to see the rainers and the cow horses all together at once. So I'm really excited. That is a neat, neat deal. It, it kind of exposes both events to a new, you know, audience. Um, the the cow horse, you know, and just promoting the event. I've had more people comment on this run for a million qualification. You know, yeah, the money's a nice purse, but we've had bigger purses at the fraternities and stuff like that. But they're so localized to our our specific audience. Uh, where this is reaching a whole new group of people and there's a real buzz and excitement about not only this event, but the sport as a whole. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about how you've been preparing for all of this. Uh, the event is coming up very, very quickly. Um, when this podcast comes out, it'll be the week of, so you will probably be headed to Vegas by the time people are listening to this, if not already in Vegas. Um, but what, what's the journey been like as you've prepared 
from the time that you've been qualified to kind of right now? Well, first off, the like we mentioned, the hype around the event. I mean, as soon as we were qualified, we started getting you know publicity and and uh, people commenting and you know texting and social media stuff about it. So for me, mentally, it's been not to get wrapped up in the hype of the of the event. You know, I've got to keep in mind that it's a it's a horse show. It's a one run. It's a rain work and a fence work, and we've done it you know thousands of times and i gotta keep that mental um focus where i don't overhype the event and just continue to do what i do with my horse uh as far as the training aspect goes you know i got i gave tough a pretty good break after the derby which was the middle of june so he had about a month of just kind of relax relaxation and uh, tried to let him rest up a little bit and since then I've really been working on conditioning and, you know, we do a lot of, I think long trotting is a, a integral piece of conditioning a horse to where they keep their muscles moving and, and their legs and everything work properly, get that air built up where they have good endurance and can catch their wind. Um, so I try to get out in the desert and trot him in the washes um, in the deep sand and, and give him a good physical workout, but let his mind kind of be relaxed. And as we get closer, we'll start honing in on the technical pieces of it and fine tuning the training and making sure all the, all systems are go. Is there anything that you have to do differently for this? You know, the Run Familiar is such a different event than others with the, the media and the cameras and the crowd and everything like that. Is there anything that you're kind of prepping for, for that aspect that you wouldn't normally have to do? Well, I think about the, you know, the noise in that arena is going to be something that, uh, my horse is definitely not really experienced before the world's greatest finals was a pretty electric atmosphere. So I feel good about him having been in that environment. Uh, so I, he's been in the South point arena quite a bit. Um, so I feel comfortable about that. And, uh, you know, I'm going to experiment a little bit with, um, some earplugs maybe and see how, how that, how he handles that, um, you know, blast some music in the indoor arena at home and, and try to create a little bit more, you know, outside influence to where he doesn't get distracted too much. Some of those things will come into play. I would imagine that as a rider, this is going to be a very different event for you because you're just going, I'm assuming, just with the one horse, right? I mean, this is the only cow event that is taking place there. It's not like some of the other uh, events taking place, like the Rainers will have, you know, the uh, there's the freestyle and the 150K and, and all that. But this cow horse event is, is the only deal. So you're probably just going with one, maybe two horses. I mean, you're going to have a lot of time on your hands. How do you prepare for something like that when you're so busy, you know, at horse shows, go, go, going, helping people, getting other horses ready? You know, you just have the one to worry about. Right. Yeah, it's almost a little bit of a catch-22 because you don't want to have too much time on your hands to get get in your own head about it, you know, just like you mentioned. So, yeah, I'm just taking the one horse. Um, the event's Friday night, so we're going to roll in there Wednesday, probably afternoon-ish and then have Wednesday evening to ride uh, all day Thursday to kind of mess around, get get tough, comfortable with the environment, um, but not be there a whole bunch of days beforehand to try to, you know, um, get have him get bored while we're there 
for too long. So yeah, he's the only one I'm gonna take. We do have a National Stock Horse Association show immediately following the reigning there at South Point. So it was a little bit tricky trying to do the logistics on that, whether I should take all those horses with me so that I have them there and give me something to do while I'm preparing, or should we wait and have a few days off and then come back up to Vegas later? So I think that's what we'll do is keep the rest of the cow horses at home. Just take tough up there, focus on that. Um, try to get in and out, see if we can get some money and, and start over again on the following week. You have to make some time to have a little bit of fun while you're there. I mean, it's the run for a million in Vegas at South That's Point. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It certainly seems like a, a fun event and a, I've always wanted to go to a show there. It seems like such a cool place to show and different than, than most, you know, I feel, everyone I know that has shown there, they say like, you don't see sunlight for the entire time that you're there. Cause you're just indoors the entire time. That's right. Is, do the horses, have you noticed like horses feel differently about that? Or is it just yeah. people notice that? <laughs> I think it, I think it affects them, especially on our shows where we're there 10 days, 14 days, you know, I, I really do think that it, it affects them after being there that long. The lights stay on all night long, you know, we're at home, they're able to have darkness and get some good rest and there's not noise and light uh, constantly. So that's a piece of it. Um, that's part of why, you know, it's important going with an experienced horse like this so that he doesn't get overstimulated or have, you know, anxiety about those outside influences. Uh, the South Point's a great facility. We love we love showing there. Um, the Gons have been great to the horse industry, and uh, so it's it's always good to be there. So, you know, something we haven't touched on too much yet is the number of sponsor support that there is for an event like this. And you know, Weaver Leather's been an outstanding sponsor of our program for a long long time. So I'm really thankful. I want to give a shout out to Weaver Leather because they provide me with uh, a lot of the products that we use, the show pads, the protective leg boots, all my all my leather gear, um, bridles and bits. And so anyway, beyond that, um, just the people that have come together and the organizations that put these kind of events on, you know, we can't say thank you enough to those kind of people that, that put the work in behind the scenes that we can put out an event like this. So I want to say well, a big thing. And kind of touching on that, part of your obligations when you qualify for this event, this main event, is you're doing things like autograph signings, uh, which is kind of foreign, I would say, for the most part when it comes to the horse events. So I, I do find that really cool that this event and and like you said, the sponsors and the people behind the scenes putting this on are finding a way for their audience to get connected with these riders and have like, a, you know, like they, they tend to bond with these people and meet them in real life and, and get to know them. And then you have a fan for life. And I think Yellowstone and The Last Cowboy and, and all of this Western um, content that we're seeing out there is bringing a new audience. So a lot of these people are so new to the cow horse and then they get to do something like an autograph signing where they can meet you and kind of get to know you and, and those kinds of things. Are you excited for that stuff? Absolutely. You know, and it's one of those deals where we've not been, um, 
in the public eye a lot, you know, so this is a rare opportunity for our sponsors to get some publicity and get some uh, face value to their logos. And, and the reason we wear those patches on our shirts for, for people to see the products that we're endorsing. And, you know, we're a little envious always of you go to the NFR and all those guys and, and women are, doing autograph sessions during the trade shows and they're getting TV time. And so those sponsors that are involved with those kind of uh, riders get the, a lot of bang for their buck. And so I really appreciate this opportunity to help, you know, put some of our sponsors out there in the limelight a little bit more than we normally get to do. Yeah, definitely. I feel like this event draws in a lot of people that wouldn't normally go to a reigning or cow horse show just to watch or like aren't a part of it. You know, I feel like it brings in a lot of outside spectators. So I think that's really cool that it'll be, you know, introducing people to these disciplines that, that they're not familiar with and they'll get to see, you know, the best of the best of the cow horses. And um, I, I feel like that's one of the really, one of the best things about this event is just the exposure that it gives to the, to the industry. It is for sure. You know, we, we find ourselves preaching to the choir a lot because uh, you think about the horse industry as a whole, it's pretty small, you know, when you, in the big picture. Um, but when you start having events like this that have some publicity behind them, uh, just exactly like you said, it, it really introduces the sport to a whole new audience. With that being said, um, I know that we're going to plan on doing, and by we, I mean your amazing wife, Mindy, is organizing a giveaway uh, that has a bunch of sponsor, your sponsors, yeah. a, a cool giveaway, uh, different, I, I don't know what's all in it, but I know Horse and Rider On Demand, we're gonna give away some free trials, I think a free month of it. So uh, for those who are listening and are planning on being in Vegas, it's going to happen at the autograph signing, if I'm correct. Uh, so if you do decide to go to the autograph signing, which is what we were just talking about, be sure to let Brad know that you listen to this podcast so that you can be one of those to get part, get in on the giveaway. For sure. Yes. Uh, horse and rider on demand. Uh, Weaver leather's got some stuff in there. I believe, uh, Wrangler, um, jeans and shirts. Justin boots is on board with it. Uh, Western legacy custom hats. Who's a sponsor of ours is going to have some stuff for us and Bob's custom saddles. Um, Equithrive is our joint supplement and, and uh, nutrition supplement. A company that's going to have some product available. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out. Absorbing is another uh, sponsor that has a lot of products that we use that's uh, on board with with the giveaway. So it's going to be exciting. It's uh, we wanted to make it more than just promoting me and more prom than just promoting the horse. We wanted to try to include the whole team, and that's that's the whole. Uh, gist of this um, event and why I'm so proud to be uh, involved with it is because I can bring on the people that have supported our program for so long and kind of give back to them a little bit. So it's really I love it. Yeah. Well, we will have the, the, the free trial, the 30 days free part of that. And I think I have a couple extra, so we'll be able to give them out as, as the week goes on. So, okay. uh, <laughs> I think Mindy is doing, um, most of that on social media. I think Facebook and Instagram and 
Mindy's amazing. She's been working so hard at, at doing, putting all the sponsorship packages together and, and working on our social media to try to let people know uh, how to become involved, you know, how to be uh, eligible to get the giveaway stuff and, and just, um, she's just amazing, as you know. We all know that. I, I know she's sitting there on the side listening to all of this. So hi, Mindy. <laughs> As you keep glancing over. <laughs> I just want to make sure she hears me when I'm saying nice things about her. Hey, you're a good husband. I love it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, hopefully we'll be able to interview you after the run for a million and talk about how amazing it was and how great your ride was. But in the yeah. meantime, uh, where can people follow you on these social media channels so that they can be part of the giveaway? And what do they have to do when they're in Vegas to be part of this giveaway? So it's Barkmeyer Horses, and that's Facebook or Instagram. Uh, B-A-R-K-E-M-E-Y-E-R, Horses. And then um, I'm not exactly sure the date and time of the autograph session, but um, we're going to try to uh, get that out on social media when we know for sure when that's going to go down and where. And... Uh, between those two two uh, avenues, you'll be able to get involved and, and at least uh, get a little swag from some of our sponsors. Awesome. Well, thank you, Brad, for jumping on and, and talking to us and good luck. And uh, I think we'll probably be doing some kind of Instagram takeover while we're there, mostly because I will be there and that gives right. me a reason to hang out at your stalls and bother you guys all day. There you um, go. So, you guys stay tuned on Horse and Rider social media because we'll be covering it as well. But thanks Good. again. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate what you guys do. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Ride Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and please be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Horse and Rider Magazine on social media and find us at horseandrider.com. If you guys have any questions or comments, please be sure to hit us up at horseandrider at equinenetwork.com. We want to hear from you guys. And if you like what you're listening to, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes.